how these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs ah. on 95.7 The Game. Get over here, Dibs. <laughs> Get out of here, Joe. If you're going to leave, leave. All right? We got work to do. Because we're not mailing in anything uh, around these parts. Robert Smith is going to join us in 15 minutes. Robert Smith, the former Vikings running back, who's now calling games and will be on the call for the Cardinals and 49ers this weekend at what may well be a rainy Levi Stadium. Although, lesson number 1,432, stop believing weather reports when they're more than 48 hours away. Um, I do know that this storm hit certain spots. Santa Cruz, we're Sacramento, thinking about you. Man. Russian River, we're thinking about you. Uh, but it was interesting, man. I mean, the, the, the storm of the century in many places, as you know, uh, actually did a very weird family thing yesterday after our show. I flew down to Orange County and drove back all in the same day because my parents are giving my son a car. So I went down Pretty there, cool. wanted to get the car back. And so we went down there and did that. But it was interesting because my mom was calling and This is very much my mom. She's calling me for two days. You got to cancel this trip. It's the storm of the century. Exactly. The grapevine's going to be closed. It's going to be a total mess. You can't do this. I'm like, Mom, let's just see what happens. We land in Orange County, and I had to close the damn window of the plane. There was so much sun flying through the side of this yeah. plane. So we'll see what it looks like on Sunday. But Robert Smith will be out there calling the game. He'll join us here in uh, in a handful of minutes. And Matty Barrow's at 10 o'clock. Meteorological forecasting is not an exact science. And like you said, this storm was the storm of the century in many parts. I saw pictures from Danville, which is about 10 miles from where I live, flooded streets in my little hamlet where I happen to reside. We had a lot of rain, but nothing too bad. It hit super hard in some pockets. We just hope that everyone's safe out there. The rain episode is not over. I was looking at the forecast. We're going to have rain for the next maybe two weeks. Yeah, like every not day. Not as heavy, every day. not as bad, but, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be... Are we in Seattle? Us, I don't know. Us, us, us golfers are bumming, man. I mean, come on. Like, uh, we need, uh, we need a break in there. Though. I, I know. I traditionally would always take off Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day. That was my off-season. Maybe uh, go to the range. Dude wouldn't play any rounds between Thanksgiving and Valentine's. I'm, I'm not with you. I'm uh, I'm, I'm a Californian, and uh, golf is an option 365 days a year as far as I am concerned. You want to put on your mutters and get out there and play. Let's do it. A lot it. of courses closed, by the way. Many courses. Yes, this is true. Presidio is was true. closed. Uh, Carica, oh, where I really? Alameda was closed. Oh, they wow. might be open today, but I'm talking about yesterday and the sure, previous Sure, sure. It, it was an anticipation sensation. Um, okay, what about, what, 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 what about this? Because we will get into the 49er playoff scenarios. 888-957-9570 on, on not like what seed you want is necessarily, but what road do you want? Um, I, I don't know too many people who wouldn't be like, I don't want the one seed. Like, sure, you, you you want the one seed. Like, it'd be great to just be like, let's sleep in our own beds and have the playoffs come through Santa Clara. That would be fantastic for the 49ers. I think that that would be, uh, that, that, that would absolutely raise the likelihood of them ending up in the Super Bowl. But who scares you, who doesn't, sort of the ranking of... Uh, opponents as they potentially would come in to take on the 49ers is a conversation we can have, but we also want to set the table with what we think is about to happen with the NFL today, because everywhere I go, Dibs, and this was true in the airport yesterday, what everyone wants to know, what is the NFL going to do? We knew about the cancellation of the Bills and Bengals game, 
But how does it recalibrate? We left here yesterday thinking that there might be an extra playoff team added yeah. to both conferences. That was just kind of a fun was lark fun. that we kind of took on. It was fun for and a second. By the time we got to the end of our show, I kind of realized in my own mind that that wasn't going to happen. It was a fun hour or so where we thought about the what if and, you know, Washington all of a sudden, you're back in it. What are you going to do now? And <laughs> eight teams and Washington can still get the eight because they have this tie and all the rest of it. When you really took a step back, you realized that that probably Probably wasn't going to happen, but they still had to figure out what was going to happen. Right. And I give the NFL credit. They were so close to getting this absolutely perfectly right. See, I think they did. I'm going to give the, I am going to give the NFL all the credit. A minus. And here's why. Because first of all, we don't know exactly how this is going to play out. There still needs to be a vote. And they need, I think, two thirds or three quarters or whatever. And the Bengals are apparently trying to rally support against this idea. And I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because it's hard to describe. It's a full page. Yeah. To, to, to describe it over the radio is a little bit tough. But here's what we can tell you. A lot of it has to do with four teams. It's the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Ravens. These are the most affected teams, and their outcomes this weekend will determine, potentially, how deep into the weeds they all go. And so, for instance, if the Chiefs and the Bills both win this weekend, that means the Chiefs will have the winning percentage and therefore the one seed, but the Bills never got the opportunity to win their game, which would have given them the one seed. So, if they end up in the AFC title game together, that's going to be at a neutral site. So, But the Chiefs, by getting the one, get the bye. Right. They're going to be the one seed, but they do not get home field if they play the Bills in the AFC title game. Correct. To a degree that is going to whittle down to the Bengals as well. Who gets home field based on those three teams if they win this weekend could be determined by just sending them to a neutral site. The other interesting thing to really understand is the Bengals and the Ravens. The Bengals, if this goes through, this is why it's interesting that they're voting against it, the Bengals will automatically be given the division championship. However, if they lose to the Ravens this weekend, that would have set up a situation where the Ravens could have won the division. So in exchange for not winning the division, if the Ravens and Bengals end up playing in the playoffs, home field will be determined by a coin flip. See, that's where I think they got it wrong because Baltimore would have beaten them twice. Give Baltimore the home game. Bengals win the division based on the fact that they didn't have an opportunity to lose to Buffalo. And I'm not saying they would have lost to Buffalo. Yeah, they were ahead. We don't know. 7-3. to three, They were up with uh, 51 minutes left to go in that ball game. So <laughs> couple, couple minutes a lot left. of meat left on that bone. But Baltimore would have beaten them twice. So it's kind of cool that at least a coin flip gives Baltimore a chance to host. But... I think Baltimore should just outright get to host well, that game. I, 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 and that's where you and I... That's th- where we differ. We yeah. see it differently because Baltimore very easily could have changed that scenario by, you know, not blowing it against Pittsburgh just a few nights ago in the Sunday night football game. Like, you could have won more games. And we do have to go back to that. So we can't just make the whole year about um, uh, about head-to-head competition. Here's what I love about it. Just, just real quick, Mark, yeah. by the way, those teams will play in the first round. If the Bengals Potentially. If the if the Ravens beat the Bengals, the Chargers are going to beat the Broncos. The Chargers will be the five. I'm not gonna going to anything. Well, I have no idea what's gonna happen are, in these football they're games. They're going to beat the Broncos. Maybe. The Chargers are playing great. 
and Denver is still a badly broken team with an interim head coach. So if things go according to form, Bengals get the three, Ravens get the six, that would be your first you round go. matchup. And you'd get a coin flip, right? And so that, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how these games... Which I, a- I see why the Bengals would be mad, because you go from... Having a lead over Buffalo and maybe a chance at the one to all of a sudden you're the three and you have to travel to Baltimore? Right, but here's what I love about it. This is what the NFL did, I really feel. There were two things that they decided were their priority because anytime you have something like this, you've got to decide what's your priority. We've all agreed on one thing. Nothing is perfect. Right. Nothing is fair to everybody. We're going to have some dings in this process. So, boil it down. What's your priority? It's kind of like, can we give up that week before the Super Bowl, or uh, do we just cancel the game? They decided their priority was keeping the playoff structure. So there were two real priorities here. Priority one, let's affect as few teams as possible. So that's why we're not getting an eighth team in the AFC and the NFC and all of this. They decided, look, we're not going to change the rules to the point where this affects all 14 playoff teams. Maybe even turning it into 16 playoff teams. Let's affect as few teams as possible. The second priority was let's make sure everybody affected gets seen. We're going to give you something. We're going to take something from you, but we're going to give you something as well. Chiefs, if you win your game, you're the one seed. We gave you something. However, Bills, we're going to give you something. If you get your way through your home field to the AFC title game, you're not going to have to go play at Arrowhead Stadium. Okay? So, Chiefs, we gave you something. Bills, we're giving you something. Hey, Ravens, we're going to give you something. You're going to finish in second place. (laughs) But you get a coin. And you may end up hosting the team who finished ahead of you. But Bengals, we're going to give you something. Here's the AFC North. You win, even though you might not have. So everybody who got dinged also got a gift. You open it up and you go, okay, so everyone is seen and heard. No, it's everyone not. Everyone gets something, not, yeah. It's not perfect, but to me, in a world that is always unfair, they tried to be as fair to each individual team as possible. I give the NFL a whole lot of credit for the way this all is playing out. And just a couple things left to be determined. One, obviously, the approval of this by vote, and I would imagine that it does get approved because... What team is going to side with Cincinnati and try to upset what is a pretty good resolution? And by the way, the AFC Championship game will be played at a neutral site. The only way it wouldn't be is if Buffalo and Kansas City both get knocked out. Or Kansas City and Cincinnati both get knocked out. Not necessarily. If if a couple of those are in there, absolutely. Not necessarily. My understanding is... Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati are all involved in that. If two of those three are in the game, depending it's a on neutral. Depending on how they do it this weekend. Depending on how they do it this weekend. If the Bills win this weekend and the Chiefs lose, the Bills are outright the champ. Because they'll have the better winning percentage. They've got the head-to-head victory over the Chiefs. Yeah, so they didn't put that in here. Right. If one so, wins and one loses. Right. It, 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 it is all dependent on how it plays out this weekend. And then you look at it and go, okay, who was robbed of an opportunity? And if you were robbed of an opportunity, here's our gift to you. But if the Bills win this weekend and the Chiefs lose, the Bills would have been the one seed either way. But if the Chiefs win and the Bills lose, then... Same thing. Same thing. Chiefs, the Chiefs. Then the Chiefs are the outright one. So it also does create a little... 
uh, a little carrot, a little, a little urgency bit, yeah. in these games for these teams to go after them and That's win them, true. which is the way you wanted it to be. That's the way you wanted it to be. So, um, so all of that is on the table. And you can agree or disagree if the NFL handled this right. 888-957-9570 is the number. Twitch, YouTube, good morning. Glad you're with us. Xfinity mobile text line available for you as well. 49ers heading to the postseason. Road to Glendale begins now. The Road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Speaking of together, we're going to be together with Robert Smith former Viking, current broadcaster on Fox doing the Niner game. He joins us next on Willard and Debs. Hey, it's Moses Moody with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Debs. Okay, Moody. I'm not feeling moody at all today. I don't mean Moses. I just mean it's Friday. Oh, yeah. Let's roll. We're going into the final regular season week of the NFL. Payday. We had donuts. Donuts. Payday. Clarity. Thank God for granting me this moment of clarity with regard to the NFL. We think, assuming that they vote this in, which they will. Eight teams. Nine teams would have to say no. And there are not nine teams who would be even... Mo- why would why would anyone other than the four teams affected say no? Exactly. So I have no reason to think that this isn't going to go through. Um, and also, uh, we get to talk to someone who we haven't talked to in quite some time. And uh, last time I talked to him, he was not doing NFL games for Fox, and now he is. And that's pretty freaking cool. Robert Smith, Fox, former Viking. We'll get to the Vikings with him as well. What's going on, Robert? Welcome to Willard and Dibs. How are you, man? Oh, man, doing great. I'm so excited to be out here and, you know, get an opportunity to call a 49ers game for the first time this year. We've called the Cardinals a, a, a few times, but, man, it just it just doesn't get any better than this. You know, you're talking about a, a team, you know, ready to go into the playoffs and, you know, just the, the history of this uh, organization being out here. I have some friends on the team. Actually, one of the assistant running back coaches, Bobby Turner, was my running back coach my freshman year at Ohio State. And Chris Forrester was up there with us in, in Minnesota. You know, it just uh, just a lot of connections out here. So I'm excited. Gosh, you mentioned Ohio State. And I it, it, like it, my brain just I wasn't going to go here. But Robert, what was <laughs> what was your reaction to that game? Robert, oh, my gosh. I mean, honestly, like, I thought that they would lose by double digits going in. So, to me, you know, kind of having that result, it was like, hey, you know, it was the kicker. You should have made that kick, right? Uh, they had, But they had so many opportunities, uh, you know, being up the way that they were. It was frustrating, but at the same time, you know, it was it was much better than I thought it would be. So, you know, it wasn't as bad for me. Yeah, it was the kicker is uh, something that's got to be tough when you're uh, in the trenches playing the, the hardcore positions. But you live with the kicker, you die with the kicker. Niners almost got beaten by their own kicker yep. against the Raiders, then rescued by the kicker. What do you make of this 49er team riding a nine-game win streak with Mr. Suddenly Relevant at quarterback? You know, it's unbelievable. And when when I called uh, college games, I had a chance to call Brock Purdy in Iowa State a number of times. And, uh, you know, just re- remember Matt Campbell talking uh, talking about him. And, you know, it's one thing, like, you know, there's all these great stories, right? Like, 
oh, he's such a go-getter and he's tough and he's got this mentality. It's like you still got to be able to make the throws, right? And I think you know you still have to you still have to be making making the good decisions. And you know, hearing uh, Fred Warner and you know all these defensive players are talking about him during camp, like we knew he was ready. You know, they could see it. Uh, he didn't care where he was drafted; he was just going to come in and, and make some plays. But of course, get a lot of pieces around him, right? Uh, you know, hopefully, be getting Debo back here soon and. You know, Christian's made a huge difference, obviously, for this offense as well. Robert Smith with us here on 95 at 7 the game, getting ready to call 49ers and Cardinals this weekend. Robert, I wonder what the player perspective is here. We were kicking this around. So you got four teams that are going to be involved in the one and the two seed race this weekend. Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, 49ers. All of the opponents for those four teams this weekend appear to be laying down. You know, they're putting in fourth-string quarterbacks and all, and all of this stuff. What's the responsibility of a team when they're out of it, but they're going against somebody who's not? None. I don't have any responsibility, but, you know, there, there are different situations, right? Like, and you can only rest so many guys uh, because of the way that the, the rosters are constructed with the active roster. You can only truly rest so many guys. But, you know, you, you, you wonder about players and contract situations are different for each team and, and for each player. Like, the team may not have anything that they need to get done, and that player might be going into free agency like, hell with this, I'm not going out this last week and risking this. You know what I mean? So. So, uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of different uh, scenarios when you have players or teams that aren't playing for them, but they have, they have no responsibility other than to field the team, right? Yeah, it's funny because uh, our very own Lo Neal, who's been a part of the station for years, tells a story about needing eight catches in his final week to get an incentive. And uh, his buddy Jim Everett just checking it down to him all day. And um, Oh, yeah. that's so great. Lo Neal being hit with cash. So everybody's got their own unique motivations. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, 12-4 and four with a minus 19-point differential. Who are these Vikings, Robert? <laughs> if you if you find out, let me know. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> like, don't. No, I think I, in, in all seriousness, until you know you had the injuries, with, you know, with Bradbury and O'Neill now at, at at right tackle, uh, and they're down to their third center now, I believe. You know, you had an offense that could do a lot of damage, and you had a defense that was very suspect. And you know, I know I hear all this, Ben, but don't break stuff. But you know, they. I think that you're looking at a personnel group on the defensive side that. You know, had some good reputations, but just aren't quite the players that they used to be. So that's who they were, but who they are now with the problems on that offensive line, you know, maybe first round game probably be against the Giants. Um, you know, I think they, they could win that game potentially, but I don't see them as a team that's going to make too much more of a run. You. It's one thing to have injuries when you have them stack up at one unit like that and you're playing second, third string guys especially if the player that they're replacing had been a top-level player, you're going to struggle going into the playoffs. Robert, around these parts, it won't surprise you. I think a lot of people would tell you we think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. The one thing that bounces around in the backs of people's minds, though, is history. We're just trained. Rookie quarterbacks don't do this, especially when they come in halfway through a year and they're a seventh-round pick. They're not even supposed to be in the game. So what would you say to that fan that's like, I think they're the best team, but but can that guy actually go win the Super Bowl? I mean, you know, just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't. And I know that, you know, he's he's uh, approaching all kind of unprecedented numbers, you know, like the uh, the number of uh, of 
touchdowns and uh, you know in consecutive starts at the start of a start of a career and or in a rookie season I should say and you know I know people would say that people like that can't get it done a rookie can't get it done but when you put the pieces around them again especially when you've got offensive players like the 49ers do i mean you know you can have you're going to have Debo back at some point in the playoffs right you're going to have Kittle in there you've got uh, Christian McCaffrey you've got guys that as long as the quarterback doesn't mess it up uh, with uh, combined with the defense and i know the defense struggled a little bit last week but it's it's a perfect formula and I think that if you go back and you look at, you know, even Peyton Manning, when he won his last Super Bowl, it's not like he was the Peyton Manning that we had known before, right? But you got to have that solid defense and you got to have those other pieces around that quarterback so that they don't have to win the, win the game throwing 40 or 50 times. Yeah, and John Elway kind of similarly at the end of his career. Damar Hamlin, great news, breathing tube out, able to communicate, FaceTimed his teammates today. What do you make of the way all this was handled by the league and how they're trying to make things fair heading into the playoffs with all of these different possible scenarios? Uh, you know, well, first of, first and foremost, like it was just, it was just horrifying, right? Like, yeah. Sitting there and watching that, Corey Stringer, who passed away in training camp in 2001, which was actually the first season that I was out of the league, was a, was a good friend. I played with him at Ohio State, played with him in, with the Vikings for six years. Um, you know, that came back to my mind. Unfortunately, my brother passed away uh, from a heart attack uh, in uh, 2017. Um, you know, he's a couple years. He was a couple years younger than I am right now. Like it, it just it, so many emotions flooding uh, based on based on what I based on what I saw and, and the fears that I had based on what you saw from you know uh, Josh Allen's face and Stephon Diggs' face. It was just horrifying. And then turn that around here towards the end of the week and hearing the stories about him, you know, writing out the question who won the game, and then you know now that he's facetiming his teammates like. To me, like that's that's the story, right? We have we have one one of the brotherhood that almost lost his life, and and now he's back, and you know they'll figure out the playoff stuff and all the scenarios, whether it's fair, unfair. They did the right thing in in canceling the games and understanding that you couldn't subject the players uh, to to the trauma of having to try and and go back out and play a game after seeing that. I think it's so well said. Uh, great to have you, Robert Smith. Happy for you too, my friend, Robert Smith, Fox broadcaster. Welcome to town. Have a great call this weekend, ma'am. Oh, do you remember the joke my daughter told on uh, the radio station? Oh my God, I I remember, but I don't. I couldn't tell it. What was it again? <laughs> Why did chicken coops have two doors? Why do chicken coops have two doors? And? Because if they had four doors, they'd be called chicken sedan. There you That's go. That's Robert there Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. She was six. I still I, have the recording right. of, uh, and, of her telling that joke on the radio. <laughs> and come for the analysis, you I, stay for the humor. And how old is she now, Robert? How old now? She's 12. Okay. Wow. Is she yeah. doing well? Is she doing well? Uh, man. So now she got her first vinyl last spring, and it was Green Day. And so we found out Green Day was going to be playing at uh, Lollapalooza, and she got a chance to meet the drummer because uh, 
you know, one of the guys that I work with at, at ESPN knew him. So we went and we went and saw Green Day and Metallica. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty pretty damn good summer. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, uh, our... sounds like Roxy Bernstein production <laughs> to me. Right, right. I tell you what, that's uh, that's a good life for a twelve yeah. year old. Uh, Robert, man, great to hear you, man. Thanks for doing it. All right, you guys, take care. Oh, there it goes. Robert Smith with, by the way, what I think is an honest take from a former Viking about the Vikings. I'll tell you something. As we Mark, look, it, it blew me away because I wanted to hit him with the Vikings and I wanted to get the point differential right. Twelve and four with a minus nineteen. They're, they're, Normally, a minus nineteen <laughs> would indicate you are eight and eight or seven and nine. Pretty much. Detroit's I mean, eight and eight with a plus twenty-two. Green Bay's eight and eight with a plus three. Right, and, and, and here's why this is significant, because I know it's like a, a, it's a stat, and so people are like, well, right, what, what is this? This is the end of the year. You can get quirky point differential yeah. stuff if it's week four. It, it is week 18, and the Minnesota Vikings are sitting here with a minus 19 point differential. The 8-8 eight eight Lions behind them are plus 22, and all the other first-place clubs, anybody who's got double-digit wins, is up like you know the 49ers are plus 148 Cowboys plus 145 Chiefs plus 109 Bills plus 157 the Bengals at 11 and 4 plus 85 they're the lowest one and then here's the Vikings with a negative point differential and it, it sort of leads me to to this thought because I do want to ask you this with regard to 49ers seeding and, and you can all call in on this too um, on if any of these four teams scare you Okay, the four teams the 49ers could, depending on all the scenarios, the four teams that they could see at Levi's Stadium week one of the playoffs are the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants. Who scares you the most of those four? Yes. The Green Bay Packers. Why? Because they've got a Hall of Fame quarterback and they're playing great football. I would say the team that scares me the second most would probably be. The Detroit Lions, huh. offensively, they've they've been great all year. And the, Niner, the Niners' defense, while still elite, probably still the best in football, showed a little bit of vulnerability. Uh, Hufanga, in particular, Detroit's ability to, to score and light it up, they would scare me the second most, followed probably by the Giants, because the Giants are an unknown team. They're a physical team. They can run the football with uh, Saquon Barkley. And then Seattle doesn't scare me much at all. Here's what's wild. I'm sitting here looking at this, and, and I'm trying to go, okay. I'm trying to do what you just did, like sort of rank in my head who scares me. And I'm having the hardest time. You don't like my ranking. I think your ranking makes total sense. I thought your ranking was very, very lucid. But you don't, I mean, you don't, <laughs> you the, don't have the same amount of faith in Aaron Rodgers uh, coming in and getting the win as I do. Green Bay Packers aren't that good. Well, none of those four teams are that good. And that, which is why they're, and they're that's in the my sixth point. Spot, I'm trying spot. to come up with a ranking and I can't. Here's why. And Niners are going to truck any of those teams. They should. And in fact, if the 49ers win this weekend, I'll go ahead and make this guarantee. If the 49ers win this weekend... Is this a Mark Willard guarantee? I guarantee it. Okay. Right? This is like Ruffles got ridges. I guarantee. Okay? The reason I say if the 49ers win this weekend, or even if they don't, if the 49ers end up the two seed or better, I guarantee you this team is going to the NFC Championship at minimum. Guarantee. Well, the only way they won't be the two-seater better is if they lose and Minnesota wins. There's no way you're losing to Arizona. Philadelphia and Dallas, I'm going to put you right here. 
I think the 49ers' chances against both of them are north of 50-50. I do not see any other team in the NFC that would even have a crack of a chance to defeat the 49ers unless something, but right, Brock Purdy goes down, right? Like, there, there's always well, you know, that. You know. There's always that. Brock Purdy's an unproven commodity in the postseason. Yes, I What yep, would be the true. toughest road for the 49ers in terms of <sighs> making it all the way? Now, I guess you, you end up the three seed this weekend. Right, and you got to play. And you have to go to Minnesota and Philadelphia. Well, who would you play? Who would be the toughest first game that you would have to play? Um, and this is I, me throwing your own question back at you. I get, like, is Because I even, had the guts to rank the four teams. I mean, I guess it's Green Bay, just because of their presence, their quarterback, their experience. Bunch of players who've been in the playoffs before, I guess it's that. But in football, we spend way too much time focused on a couple of positions. We're like, we know Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers, outside of if you want Aaron Rodgers, outside of that, I don't think there's one position on the football field where they're better than the 49ers. Not one. They're not that good of a football team. Playing great. They're not coming to Levi Stadium and winning a football game. Coming in hot. They're not. Are you predicting a double-digit win? If the Niners are the two seed, yes. they're going to win yes. by 10 or more no yes. matter who they play. Yes. Because that's a real guarantee. I mean, yes, making it to the conference championship game, that's a that's like a am, diet guarantee. Am, am I pausing? My answer is yes. Let's go, Willard. This is a double-digit victory. No matter what. Next weekend. No matter what. No matter what. Even if it's against the plucky Detroit Lions. Why are you steal my favorite word? You stole my favorite word. I love that word, plucky. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> well, yeah. What the pluck are we talking See, about right about now? See, that's about as racy as you yeah, get. Well, I, and Robert Smith, man. Woo, I mean, that's a racy joke. Chicken coop jokes? He got jokes. No, she was. She's six years old. She came on the show. <laughs> She brought the house down jokes. with that one. I mean, come on. Chicken sedan. You're six. I mean, you don't need to have great jokes when you're six. You just need to execute. Yeah. And she did. That's and, incredible. And so that, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but also, that's a great joke. It is. But only because you're Kyle. No, it's especially coming from a six-year-old. No, you love jokes like that. Some people hate that stuff. Some people, like, you have to, I, I'm with you. I kind of have a corny sense of humor sometimes because my dad, that's his thing. Like, right. he, he got dad jokes, and it makes my mom roll her eyes and want to punch herself in the face when he does it. It makes me laugh, although his delivery now that he's 80 is a little off, and so he just doesn't have his fastball anymore. Yeah, I get that. But, he, he, like, he had dad jokes. If that you, was his thing. If you have a six-year-old come on your show, and she tells that joke, and you don't laugh, <laughs> you know what I got to ask you? What are you doing? Wheeler and Tibbs have a lot to say. My only weapon was my mouth. But they just have one big question. What are you doing, what are you right, doing now? right now? What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's a New Year's resolution, Dibs. Yeah, I'd like to is. thank you for leading us there. And I'd sure. like to I'd like to thank the lovely Christy for rattling my cage last night. Okay. She said, you know what? I just went on the damn site. 957thegameshop.com. And do you want to know what her Christmas purchases were, both for her dad and for my dad? What are you doing? 957thegame really? t shirts. Right, that went out to both dads. <laughs> and then she said, So, by the way, what are you doing? Oh, geez. I haven't heard you guys do 945. What are you doing in like four weeks? What are you doing? Yeah. If it's going to be your motto, 
Then do it. That's a good point. So what are we doing? Yeah, thank you, Christy. The lovely point. Christy with good a quick point. shot. I know you've got one. Kyle's got one. I'm just going to lead off with this. Hit I pull, me. Drove in yesterday, uh, fought the rain, tooth and nail, pull in the parking lot. There's someone in my spot. Someone parked in my spot. So I immediately, you know me, I run hot. I'm immediately thinking, should I key him? Should I slash a tire? This uh -huh. ain't right. Took the high road. I alerted the boss. I said, hey, boss, somebody is in my parking spot. The boss immediately is running hot. I'll have him towed. I'm going to strip access from everybody. Come to find out. It's his wife. Well, did you really take the high road, though? Because my favorite thing is when I pull in, when high someone's road. in your spot, where'd you go? Your spot. Thank you. So yeah. I pulled in, and I'm like, <laughs> I got no spot. I did alert you. You alerted me, so I pulled out the phone, because the phone's put away while we're driving. Probably go, I bet there's an explanation sensation here. Yeah. I pull out the phone, and there's your text, and you're saying, hey, someone was in my spot, <laughs> so I'm in yours. So I did the same thing. <laughs> hey, boss, yeah. what the hell's going on here? <laughs> where, do you, where do you want me to park? He has me park over in some other spot for someone who's not coming in. He goes, send me a picture of that license plate. <laughs> Can you imagine what it must have been like to be him? When he opened his phone and he took Send a, me look, a look, picture look. of that. Look, look, look. And he picked it. And all right, whose license plate is this? And he goes, holy hell, I bought that car. I bought that car. That's my car. Uh, so, yeah. And apparently, the Joey Fortman, his better half, yes. works for KCBS. She was pulling a morning shift, just pulled in probably at <laughs> 4 dark 30, yep. and just, boop, into the dibber spot. And so... And I, and I beat you to work probably 97% of the time. Yeah, so I, at least. I figured this is a classic <laughs> moment. <laughs> so in I go. She, she asked a fair question, though. She goes, normally, like, there are signs on parking spots? Uh, no, not at, not, uh, not at Odyssey San Francisco. Anyway. I can do mine really, really quick. Thank you, Kyle, for the payday donuts. I really, really appreciate that. Bob's Donuts, right? You went to Bob's Donuts? Uh, where? Which yeah, one? Yeah, sure did. Yeah, Bob's Donuts where? The, the app, the food delivery sure, service okay. app Sure, okay. So, yeah, you door dashed it or whatever. So, Bob's Donuts, first of all, hello, Bob's Donuts. Your donuts were delicious. I had a wonderful uh, glazed old-fashioned donut. Very satisfying. Went down nice and clean today. Really, really appreciate you, Bob's Donuts. However, you have employed someone at Bob's Donuts who needs to go back to spelling school. Man. Because... As is often the case with delivery, your name is written right there on the box of donuts. So I walk in and look at the donuts, and you know what it says? K-I-L-E. Sounds like a radio station. Kyle. You're listening to K-I-L-E. Has anyone ever, in the history of ever, spelled the male first name Kyle K-I-L-E? What are you doing? <laughs> Man. What are you doing, Bob's Donut employee? What are you doing? I just Googled it, and Kyle, K-I-L-E, is an integrated latex editing environment. Oh, I didn't know so that. So there that you go. Good. If you'd put a Y on it, you got a great girl's name. Kylie. Sure. I've seen that. But what, have you, has, that ever, Jenners. has that ever happened to you in your life before that someone spelled your name with an I? I'm a mumbler, so sometimes I'll get, like, <laughs> Tyler. I'll get Todd. I've gotten K-I-L-E though like at least that's logical. Yeah, like, that doesn't I can mean you mumbled. That. You said Kyle and that person no, was like no, must be with an I. It's worse than that. Yeah. I ordered through an app. <laughs> my name shows up. So did you spell it wrong? No, I double checked. Okay. All it's right. KY. That's bizarro. All right. 888 957 It's Friday. Yeah. What all what are y'all doing out there? 
So, do you see a road? Do you see a dangerous road for the 49ers? Is there any team in the NFC that scares you? We will absolutely get to that. The clarity from the NFL is on the way in. And we do have Giants and Warriors stuff for you next hour as well. Matty Barrows is next, though, covering the 49ers. Joining us on Willard and Dibs right here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks, Kyle.